Rocket Soccer News For insight that excels For expert analytics You better go somewhere else Portland Betty Soccer Podcast Enjoy it now Cause it probably won't last Patches, poop, they cover it all They'll discuss everything except football Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. Welcome to episode 39, season 214, <laughs> if you're counting. The five greatest bicycle kicks of all time. Dyron, 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 Aspria. My name is Jonathan Everett, and I'm coming to you pre-recorded from Northeast Portland. Hey, it's Randy. I'm in Northeast Portland as well. Uh, Greg and Goose Hollow. Uh, Josh is not joining us because he's taking care of his dear old dad. He's got some back issues. Womp womp. Sorry, Josh. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I've ever met Josh's dad. You guys met him? I've never met anyone in Josh's family. Nope. You met the feral child. Oh, I, I'm yeah, clearly Margot, but I thought you meant like parents and cousins and yeah, aunts and uncles yeah. and yeah. like because we met Gretchen's sister in your backyard. I met Greg's mom one time. I'm sure you did. <laughs> oh, <wait. laughs> oh. <laughs> I guess that means I gotta let Greg keep in his joke. <laughs> yeah, it's like let me know if she still wants that Venmo payment or if we're good. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> oh man so, so what are we talking about this episode yeah yeah go we're gonna be talking about uh we're gonna hit all three of our pathetic losses at once we're not gonna dissect them all thoroughly because um probably most of those guys well josh isn't here so he can't tell everyone that he didn't watch any of them we're going to then we're going to talk about san jose and we're going to talk about one amazing diron espria um jonathan's going to tell us how defense wins championships then we're going to talk about the gavin wilkinson protests and the possible end of an era uh before we get started i have a couple personal notes i just want to let everyone know i'm sure you're on the edge of your seats i did end up buying a car and i did not buy it from bill bob lampier's <laughs> Honda because those guys are the king of jerks um second personal note is uh I'd like to again thank outstanding supporter of youth soccer Jonathan Everett for donating Woo! his key bank tickets to the Grant Youth Soccer uh, auction specifically the JV2 team um that those tickets were used last night and the people that used them were flabbergasted stunned and amazed by the quality of the seats that you so graciously donated hell yeah man that's so fun you. did that package go for big um i don't know i gotta find out how much it went for it probably went for like seven dollars so like no one wants to go to a timbers <laughs> yeah. game right now well there was i mean well the downside was you know because it was all soccer families right and so there was like four different timbers packages <laughs> that were up for auction totally this fair one, this and this one was one of the nicer ones though although some of the some people get excited about jerseys and stuff like that some of those had that but anyways doesn't matter it was a uh, good cause and uh, thanks again and they yeah, went to people that really enjoyed it 
Nice. Um, so wait, you before we jump into the other stuff, uh, you did buy a car. What kind yes. of car did you get? I got it from a nice Mormon couple. Um, well, grandparents. Trust them. And uh, we actually, because we went, we got it from a private seller. I think we did better than we would have because with the dealers, because the dealers, those guys just, they're not interested in negotiating. You can't, you can't get anything. You can't negotiate the price from a dealer these days. Um, and we were able to get a, a little bit better deal. Um, yeah, we got, we did good. We did well. Well and, done, Randy. Yeah. Positive experience. So there you go. That's my review on dealing with uh, Mormon grandparents when buying cars. That's the, it's a, I recommend it. Nice. We, uh, we just sold our new Mazda three. We got a year ago to our friends, Adam and Angela at a extremely reasonable price, because again, the market is crazy and we just didn't need a second car. Mazda. That isn't, that must've been Brianna's car. It doesn't sound like a Jonathan ride. Uh, it was Brianna's car. Uh, and she was going to pick between a Subaru and a Mazda a couple years ago when, you know, pre pandemic and, the the prerequisite that it was to, to be a smaller car and four-wheel drive and only subaru and mazda at the time had vehicles that did that because the idea would be to drive to bend or drive to the coast and uh in the pandemic it's just sat there in front of our house uh, mm. in, in a year and a half or almost two years i think we put 1400 miles on it oh geez man how uh did you guys did anyone try to steal your catalytic converter fuck no uh they wouldn't try that in this neighborhood are you kidding me the swat team would show up no, no, I got news for you, buddy. It wouldn't. <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know, right? You're not that far from my neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, no one stole anything. Um, and uh, I mean, yeah, if they do, whatever, man. Like, I don't care. I'll just get another one. Kelly got her catalytic converter stolen like two months ago in St. Sure. John's. Just like overnight parked right outside the apartment. Yeah. How do you even do that? I don't know shit about cars, so that's probably why. They but. get uh, they get like a grinding or a what do you call it? Grinding iron? What is that called? Just like a circular saw kind of deal. And Even a reciprocating saw will do it. They just I mean, it's, chop it out. Yeah. Dang. Anyway. Well, welcome to the first episode of Portland Vanity Soccer Cars. Uh, Neighborhood is, Watch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's interesting. Next well, door good. edition. <laughs> and I saw some coyotes, okay? Um, Soccer cars, we're just going to talk about Rocket League from now on. Yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> no, I'm glad you got a car, though, Randy. I'm sure that's stressful, especially in the, the given time. So yeah, I'm uh, also test driven, like, I kid you not, like 15 cars. It was insane. Jesus. I got really good advice from a guy that I probably said this last episode, but from a guy that used to be a writer at uh, Car and Driver magazine who really knows his his stuff and he told me go out and drive a million cars because you, you'll you'll learn a lot each time you take one test drive so and i did yeah thanks jeff yeah jeff good 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 looking out for the team jeff jeffrey uh well let's uh quick cover the last three losses um uh i'm going to talk about this in a, in a minute towards the end but the la galaxy beat the timbers two to one at an away match, the Whitecaps beat the Timbers 3-2 to two at a home match, and Colorado mercilessly beat the Timbers 
two to zero and it, I will eat my shit for all the bad things I said about Colorado as a joke. They <laughs> are looking like a boss team and I watched their match against uh, New England on a zero zero tie and they are not giving up points uh, easily. So uh, they looked really, really formidable. And, they're going uh, to be garbage again next year. That's their MO. They're really good one year and then they have like five bad years. That's probably true, uh, and then I won't care about the games next year. But uh, the the the, you know, the frustrating thing: the first two of those matches I mentioned, where we were tied very close to the end of the game, and I'll talk about it later in terms of defense wins championships. Um, but uh, two very frustrating, uh, what could have been ties and two more points, which puts us in a much better spot in terms of the standing. And now it's we still control our own destiny to maintain home playoffs, but. Uh, it was uh, those were pretty frustrating losses given the the amount of you know pizzazz and oomph we had going. But Randy, do you want to talk about anything else? Um, but why? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so I think. What do you guys think? That break killed our momentum. You know, I think we were just lucky. Like yeah. that whole stretch, like. We were lucky, and our our defense is not great. Our defense is Swiss cheese. They are not disciplined. Uh, during that run, they were able to buckle down and tighten up, do what they can. Uh, but this slip, we're just seeing what we saw earlier in the season and seeing what the team really is made of. Yeah. We're just, I mean... Do we have this? Do we have uh, Van Rankin somewhere in the notes later on? Yeah, well, you should talk about him now, just because that's what yeah. we'll talk about defense wins championships. So, uh, with those three losses, uh, the first two that could have been ties, and Van Rankin giving up two awful penalties in like the later stages of a game where it's one of the things where you have you're almost got points and you you have to wonder what is going through a player's head and i am no stranger to a reckless challenge um or whatever like you get your life is a reckless challenge you know, it is. Um, i even reckless challenged Corey radicevich at fapol one oh, time oh yeah um and i I, you know, for no good reason. And I, so I wonder if he has the same like uh, instinct to just, he's like, I'm going to try. And if I'm not going to get it, I'm going to hack him. And at that point, I'd rather they just go for a shot as opposed to giving it up on a penalty that just didn't need to happen. And so if we make it into the playoffs, I don't feel good uh, about our chances, just given the, as Greg said, uh, the Swiss cheese defense. Um, well, I watched that something I don't usually do, but, uh, I watched that first galaxy match. Um, I ate some gummies of a certain nature. And so <laughs> that, that first loss, I was very feeling very even keeled about that first loss. I was kind of like, eh, these things happen. But, uh, man, that second white caps loss, that was, that was just disgusting so that was disgusting and it was up two to nothing at home against a rival and and again like well i think we're going to talk about this again in a little bit too but the um the end of an era uh how on earth is it a rivalry game and uh that little of people in the stands against vancouver it is just 
It's yeah. awful. And then to lose three to two, I no one wants to go. I mean that that first half going in the going in the locker room at the first half um felt pretty amazing. I mean, it felt like we were back. And man, the I, I still can't even I'm looking at the notes here, and I'm like, how did that happen? How did that happen? That was the uh, one that I believe... Um, well, it was, uh, it was that short guy, that real short guy on the Whitecaps, number seven. I was watching him the first half, and I was like, man, because he burned he burned us a couple times, um, but wasn't able to convert. And I was actually, I think Jeff was in the... My, my car buddy Jeff was in the stands with us, and I was like, man... That guy, watch that guy. He's going to be trouble. Yeah, and we took we took Sebastian Blanco out, who was again bossing the game all over the pitch, uh, just the clear creative spark. And I made this comment about the uh, Spurs versus Burnley match. Well, maybe this is what we were talking about, Greg, where it was Spurs don't have a Sebastian Blanco equivalent, and when you take Sebastian Blanco off the field for the Timbers, there's just not an equivalent that is or at least at this point good enough to to dictate pace and tempo for the entire team and the other team and when he was gone it was just like everyone's like oh cool we got this we're fine and then freaking oh that goddamn penalty from van Rankin again at the end where it's like again just to tie just to maintain some points yeah something that all except for maybe one or two of those goals from the white caps have in common all the goals against us they're all soft soft penalties yeah. soft this is a soft penalty meaning soft the challenge didn't need to be made yeah, yeah. uh soft defense mabiala not clearing the ball miss clearances they're all soft and to what you were just saying jonathan about the rivalry match nobody caring let's be honest white caps are a rivalry in name only Nobody actually hates the Whitecaps. That, that's true. That's totally true. But what? So, Greg, when I first but you still show up, though, yeah, you get excited to go to that. You, I always get excited to go to that. I always look for Vancouver people that traveled. I think it's fun to meet those guys and be nice to them. And yeah, I don't mean it in like in a. Um... Uh, rivalry like I want to hate them and whatever but I mean like a Cascadia rival when I first started going to games it was I said this on a comment uh, and on Facebook and I don't know if you guys know Andy Palmquist from Portland Spurs but he's a fun dude and uh, he said that Gavin Wilkinson not Gavin um, that Merritt Paulson and Mike Golub should write a, a book about how you can kill a culture for a fan base in just three years um, <laughs> And, uh, but like when I first came here, you couldn't get a ticket to uh, a Portland Vancouver match. It didn't matter what day of the week it was. The only time you could was maybe during like an open cup uh, kind of a match, but you would not miss a Cascadia Cup eligible match. And the, I saw tickets going in Key Bank Club for $40 day of game you couldn't buy an army seat on like StubHub for less than 50 uh you know eight years ago it's just it's crazy so we talk before we get into the end of an era should we anybody want is there anything we need to say about that colorado match week <laughs> yeah yeah you're not here to hear to hear us talk about that kind of stuff anyways yeah 
So I kind of uh, like their mint green kits. Ooh, oh yeah, they're those those kits. The kits look timbersy. You know, they look like seventies ish timbers. Yeah, I don't hate them. They're kind of a cool color. Studio too. So yeah. All right, Randy. So here's here's what we should do. We should talk about the end of an era uh, and the the GW protests, and then go it, and we'll end on a high note, so we don't over depress okay. everyone. And then, okay. uh, so yeah, keep uh, keep going. So the end of an era. Uh, I remember the Vancouver match. I did not see much of a GW out presence at all. I didn't notice anything. And uh, you guys see anything? It's definitely losing nope. steam. Um, the, it's definitely losing steam. Uh, I, re- I don't know what to do about that. Um, my opinion. And did you guys see that Nadine Ang- Ang- Nadine Anger? Oh yeah, I did. Yeah. I did see that where she was like, "Sorry that you guys got sexually coerced, but he's always been good to me." Um, yeah. Whoa. And- yeah, dude, it was uh, Greg. If you shouldn't, if you haven't seen it on Twitter, you should check it out. And then the backlash that she has received for uh, like the comments are like you could read them for hours. Yeah. On the on the one hand, I can. I mean, I kind of get it. You know, from her standpoint, saying like, "Oh, I have a great relationship with this guy. I've never noticed any of this." You know, I we've never had I've never felt anything or noticed anything, and you kind of get that. I can kind of understand that, but on the other hand, as somebody else, as one of the first things I read, uh, backlashes was kind of like that's just so tone deaf to just not even. Uh, it just discounts everybody else's bad experience with him. Um, yeah, I, I uh, it's obviously clearly timed for a specific reason. Uh, like there's no way you wait that long to then just come out and say, but he's been nice to me. Uh, and I feel like that is, it just, again, tone deaf. You, you, by doing that, it's like, you're trying to normalize him, which we don't need to do that. We already don't like him. It's not going to change my opinion that Nadine Auger said he was nice to me and my wife. So here's the thing that I'm thinking about. Um, is, you know, now that we've been able to marinate my our opinions on this for a while, I mean, is it really Gavin's fault that this didn't go on to go on further? I mean, they, they you can't. They did tell NWSL, so the NWSL was aware of that. Um, and is that is that the same kind of deal where NWSL is made up? of all the owners, right? The, the actual league is made up of the owners kind of like MLS is. I think it's us soccer. Oh, is uh, it? And the owners, I forget the, I was listening to one of the grant wall podcasts when this story broke and they were talking about how, when that would have been reported to NWSL, it was probably like one dude in an office who was owned by whatever. And at that point, it was not an established league, and so they probably went with the side of, let's just not blow this up, and uh, right. there's no one we're really accountable to. All right, so what's my point with this? Uh, my point is, is it is Gavin the person that we should be mad at for this? Is it Shouldn't it be more... It's Merritt who's... Merritt. 
who owns it, but I mean, Gavin is the one that was specifically called out by uh, Shim as, uh, you know, being told to shut up about whatever. They're I, they're both equally responsible, and okay. Gavin is the only one who can take a fall for this, unless we can convince Merritt Paulson he should sell his teams. Right. So, is telling somebody not to talk about their sexuality in in a um, press conference or whatever is that a fireable offense? Whew. I mean, because we're kind of like, if you're if you're, I mean that that certainly doesn't make you a great guy to work for or whatever. But I don't I don't know that that's a thing that makes you fireable. And that no, you can, de- you can demand somebody be fired for. If no, that's not. If you're protecting a predator. That's definitely something that you can demand someone be fired for. Right. That's not fireable. And I don't think that's what we need accountability for. I think what we need accountability for was whatever <clears throat> internal investigation they did on Riley not getting to the bottom of it and not saying we are not rehiring this guy because there is this history of abuse and allowing him to get another job a few months later. That's what needs to be held accountable. We need transparency, Greg. Gavin, yeah, transparency. Where's Josh when we need him? Um, Gavin doesn't make the decisions about not allowing someone to be else to be hired in NWSL. I know. And so here's the other thing, too. And he doesn't make the decision on what to say to the press. Does he not? No, but he clearly has enough influence over the Timbers and Thorns organizations to still be employed at this point. So that's. Yeah, he has enough influence to be suspended from the thorns but still use the same office and desk etc etc to do the same job for the timbers so stupid and that's the thing it's like so uh they're clearly not looking for accountability because if they were they would have handled it and they're gonna try to wait it out and kind of what you're saying there randy is that the the protest is dwindling so what do you so you mean just the signs or is it like people buying concessions signs i think just the chatter around it i mean i know those 107 is still sending out emails but i'm just i'm not um, yeah i saw the smoke go off i'm not seeing it in the stands yeah i saw the smoke go off again and uh i wish there could be some type of coordinated effort but again like who knows so they're saying that they'll give us an update when the investigation is over but who knows how long that's actually going to take well, I'm still doing my my concession boycott, and uh, I brought a few uh, eight and a half by eleven GW out signs and taped them up on the stadium this last match. I'm probably gonna nice. They're probably gonna like <laughs> look in the security cam. Where is that guy? <laughs> <laughs> he looks high too. Get him. Uh, but uh, no, I yeah, I it's. A, <laughs> If season tickets, if tickets were hard to come by, I probably would actually be worried about that. But seeing as how there's going to be a ton of turnover. Yeah, I again, it's just a it's a weird vibe. Uh, although I will say, as we talk about the the San Jose match, um, the uh, it picked up a little bit for the last game in terms of the overall vibe in the stadium. Uh, but when we got there, it's like, you know, Star Spangled Banner is about to happen. And 
then uh, enough people started to pile in that I was like, okay, at first glance, it was like, what's happening? 8,000 people here? Like, what's going on? And it, it picked up, but it was still pretty um pretty sparse second to last home game pretty sparse all things considered in, um, in a playoff hunt for home field advantage like i can't i'll be excited to see what happens for the match against austin so let's kind of segue to the end of an era um the golden era and surely this is probably not even the actual golden era of the timbers maybe it's the second golden era well of this incarnation of the timbers um there's a there's this I'm sure everybody listening to the podcast has heard the talk of the tourists, the sort of uh, denigrating term of referring to fans that show up as certain groups of fans as tourists, basically, you know, you know, you're posers. That's the, the, that's the Timbers army equivalent of being a poser is being called a tourist. It's just somebody that just shows up and doesn't know anything. Um, there's a lot of tourists these days in the stands. And I have a feeling that's probably because tickets are cheap. And anyone can get a ticket. Um, uh, or you go you hear about people not standing up in the army. You hear about nobody's chanting. Um, uh, this last match, actually, two people showed up in front of us and had like 20 seats saved with all these scarves laid out. I was like, oh, boy. And I was almost going to say something. But then I was like, you know what? I don't I don't care. I just don't care. I th- I think uh, between everything that's gone on with the 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 bogus decision to ban the Iron Front for no reason and the the right wing um, approval of that and the and the the left wing fan you what? know old, old guard TA um, getting banned yeah people got banned from the stadium for bringing in like the, I remember when that was all going down and, um, and then COVID happens, which doesn't help. Right. And then the Timbers approach to COVID this beginning of this season, when the season started again and allowed in fans didn't help. Yeah. I think, uh, I think it's... don't forget, don't forget the burnout from, uh, the backloaded home matches the two seasons prior to COVID. Oh uh, yeah. Good point. point. Like if you were going to Timbers and Thorns, you were at Providence park four days a week for three months. That was exhausting. Yeah. I forgot about that. That was, I I just think it's man. It's the good news is you don't have to get to the stadium so early to get good seats in the, in the army. (laughs) (laughs) What? What? I don't need a wristband. Cool. Oh, dude. Yeah. Did you guys hear? Did you see Chris Farlow um, posted in Fatball? I think it was Fatball. He was like, Yeah, I went. This was yesterday for yesterday's game. Was that yesterday? What day is it today? Uh, it's Thursday. Thursday. That was yesterday. It was, it was yesterday. yesterday. Yeah. He he posted, it's like, Oh, I've on a whim decided to stop by at 11 a.m. to get wristbands t- for the batch tonight, and I got number 57 and 58. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! So second to the last home game of the season. Yeah, it, for those of you that don't know, the wristband line opens at eight, um, eight a.m. and and uh, usually there's people. There's even to this day there's still people camping out all, um, beforehand. Oh, not like they'll sleep out overnight in in a chair or something. 
but that's that's crazy town. Well, it used to be fun. Yeah. No, well, I so mean, here's... I, I meant I meant the fact that you could show oh. up at eleven a.m. and get number fifty-seven. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, and then obviously the the Gavin Wilkinson uh, issue, but. I mean, Greg, you've been one of the the protesters who's not even really interested in, in going to the games at this point until they solve it. So, what like what's been your motivating factor? Like, what 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 was your like the straw that broke the camel's back? Is that what it is? Really? Is that why you're not going to games? No, no it's just kind of everything. Uh, it's it's you know we. So it been... wasn't a conscious decision to do it for that reason. It's just the fact that it's it's affecting your motivation. It's yeah, definitely. It's it's like a it's been a grind since 2018, really. Like with that first, you know, backloaded home schedule, like we talked about, and then there was a second backloaded home schedule, and then there was COVID, Merritt's incessant bullshittery. Uh, now this GW stuff, the Iron Front stuff, it just led to like, goddamn, why does this ownership group? trying to make it so difficult for me to want to support a team like it's unreal and it's exhausting that was deep yeah it's it's sad i'm gonna go i'm gonna go to the last match of the season i'm gonna go to austin uh but i pretty much just decided earlier in the season i don't need to go to weeknight matches found out through talking to a lot of my friends a lot of them are treating it exactly the same way. If it's on a weeknight, they don't give a shit. They'll go on the weekends. Greg, you have friends outside of us on the podcast? I know. Can you believe it? <laughs> I happen to be a well-liked individual. <laughs> sure you do, buddy. Sure you do. <laughs> um, they, they say I have impeccable taste in music. You yeah. know, you <laughs> and bourbon. You can go to these midweek games and not get hammered and not drink and and you can be home by like ten o'clock at night. And... Mind your own business, Randy. <laughs> Randy, I'm Irish. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> no, I hear you. I mean, I feel the same way, and uh, I, uh, I, but I'm still gonna go because I have them, and I might as well, and. Uh, have them meeting the tickets and might as well and friends coming into town and and blah 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 but hopefully this uh this changes and hopefully they are held accountable and hopefully gw is out and we get back to a normal schedule that's not every weekday and every weekend you know what conscious decision i did make though was before all this gw stuff and the athletic art athletic article came out uh i was just giving my tickets away to friends like you know here you go buy me a beer next time we're out uh but once that came out i decided i wasn't going to give the tickets away i would rather there just be an empty seat in the stadium so that is a conscious decision You're i made diabolical right <laughs> congratulations greg because it works. <laughs> Yeah, us people in KeyBank, yeah, can't enjoy the game anymore because the army doesn't do their job. (laughs) 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 All right, well, let's stop on the the shit train and let's let's enjoy some some positive vibes and end on a high note. All right. Let's do it. Greg? Uh, That's, I think, actually, Randy, you were supposed to. Yeah. 
Uh, San Jose. Okay. Before we get too positive, I I just want to say this is, this is a San Jose match, so we can't read too much into it. San Jose is, uh, one of those teams like just, you can, you can beat these guys six to zero or two to zero in our case or whatever. And it could be really fun and exciting to watch, but just because you beat those, these guys, that shouldn't mean, um, you, sh- you know, take it with a grain of salt. It's just San Jose. I was rooting for a J-Bo hat trick against us. <laughs> Greg, you sound like Josh right now. <laughs> Josh, whose quote? Someone's got to do it. Josh should be noted. His quote, his contribution to this episode, he has one thing to say. I think I knew there were some Timbers games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So I will say on the second bullet point, um, uh, Santiago Moreno is improving quite a bit uh, with greater playing time, mostly on defense. He also looked quite creative, and I was nervous when I saw him starting and not Blanco. But uh, I think him starting the game gave him time to find a bit of a rhythm, and Definitely. he looked pretty. He looked pretty damn good. That's what um, that was. Gretchen would like to add that as well. She, not enough to come here and do it herself or listen to the podcast, but she would like to say that uh, she thinks it's definitely helped um, him is <laughs> having, you know, starting games and getting a, a sizable chunk of playing time in a game instead of just coming on, you know, with 10 or 20 minutes left and having to spaz out. And I mean, he still definitely has a lot of room to improve, but uh, I, th- I, I think he's, starting to starting to look really good yeah uh, with you talking about gretchen not wanting to come on the pod or listen to the pod i think brianna thinks that we're larping right now (laughs) 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 well man we we kind of are but if these other podcasts keep dropping like flies we're we're gonna be the last one standing what the hell happened to morrisonic i think they're just taking a break that's a pretty significant break bros it's tough being the best soccer podcast. We would know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's difficult to to bring out this creative influence. And uh, uh, I spent the last three weeks like constantly reloading that play that page, looking for their new episode. It's like refresh, 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 refresh. Well, they're going to have to record after this one for Dyron. Consi- considering Pat's the uh, the official second biggest fan of Dyron Espria. You think yes. that would pull him out? Well, who's the who's the official? Who's the biggest fan? I don't know. Some guy he references on Twitter. Oh, okay. Yes. Um, man, what happened? What are we talking about? Uh, we're talking about the the San Jose game. We'll get to the the most important part of it, yeah, but. Yeah. I think the other point you made there was fantastic result, much needed, and the table is packed. If we win. Uh, or get a tie, I think, in uh, either of the last two games, then we're in in the final spot for the playoffs. But it's, again, uh, we control our own destiny. We can how, we can get home playoffs. How crazy was it that you, you could go this late in the season, you could lose three games in a row and not drop a spot in the standings? Just I don't because know. Everything else went our way. Especially in a conference with as tight a log jam as the West. Right. Um, Unreal. <laughs> I checked. Been, I checked the standings. Watching Seattle meltdown. 
too. I mean, they're almost worse than we are. <laughs> yeah, I checked the standings this morning expecting to be like in sixth after all this shit. And I was like, whoa, what? We're still in fourth? What the hell? Fourth, 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 uh, fourth. So, and then again, uh, the other note here, and I was just trying to look while you guys were talking amongst yourselves, uh, but what did happen to Bravo? I'm assuming he's injured. And it's funny to think that uh, we, you know, in the beginning of the season, you would have picked anyone to come in there and not have it not be Bravo. But right. now it's like he yeah. got consistent no. and he was playing well. And you're like, shit, where is he? Now, now it's like, no, no Van Rankin, please. <laughs> it is an injury. I know that, but I don't know what, what it is. Bravo it says, had two PKs. Or did he have two in a row or three in a row in the beginning of the season? At least two, if not at least no. two, and they were awful. They were even like they were hack hacks. Whereas Van Rankin was just like, I'm trying to stop a shot, but didn't have to try. But like uh, Bravos were, I can't think of the word that I'm uh, searching for. But I just looked. He's got a questionable uh, thigh injury. That was as of Friday the the twenty second. So maybe he'll be ready for uh, this uh, coming weekend. I don't know. I want to know. I was surprised that we didn't see Valeri this match. He was in the that second half. First of all, he almost scored a fantastic goal. Um, he was the only one giving us any any hope in that second half, and I, I'm real surprised to see him just completely fade so fast from the team because he was he played well that game. I'm about to see something here really quick. So we beat Inter Miami one to nothing. Claudio Bravo started and then he hasn't played since our, like he hadn't played in any of those games against LA, Vancouver or Colorado where we lost, but we did just beat San Jose. But do you think that could be a part of it? Like maybe the defense just got shaken up. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, so with Bravo out, that means Bonilla's in and, Bonilla had shaky moments, but would pretty good. Would either of you pin any of the goals on him ex- explicitly? Nope. nope. No, but like he's an early yellow card risk, and he's you know fiery when he's playing, which is good. Uh, but I still think I don't know. You're right. Bonilla's fine, You're right. Bonilla is fine. Yeah, he had some shaky moments, but I wouldn't pin any goals on him. He also worked his butt off. He and both him and uh, Yimmy Chara, Jimmy Chara, I can't, that doesn't seem right. Uh, him and the Y Chara um, both, <laughs> uh, both got pounded in that match against San Jose. They were, they were getting run over constantly and fouled and fouled and fouled. Yes, no. You agree? I don't know. Did you watch the match? I did not watch the match. God damn it, Greg. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was watching reruns of Shit's Creek. Oh. Um, you know what show. I hear is good? You should watch um what's that show? It's about soccer. Um Ted Lasso, I think is what it's called. I heard that. Ted Lasso. Oh, Randy, are you here to eat your words about saying that you didn't think the show was very good? I did not say I never said it. I never said that. I just you said it was are not a liar. Great. Liar. It was perfectly adequate. It was not amazing. And now? Now it's it's pretty good. Pretty good. I think your words in the chat were best thing on TV right now. 
Did I say that? Mm-hmm. You did. Well, there was a Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> eat, eat your shit, Randy. I have to eat it and then lie about it all the time. Mm, tasty. <sighs> yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, all right then. Let's uh let's transition over wait, wait. to Wait, why? We didn't nobody answer my question. What Diego Valeri. What about him? Why didn't he play? I don't know. Uh, Did he need to? I don't why, fucking know. I mean, like, why keep that guy? Why I mean, he's on the roster? Put play him, play him some. I he still has quality. I, I understand the desire for them to try to look for what a Timbers beyond Dos Diego's looks like, but during a playoff race is not the time to experiment. And Jimmy has not been able to be that straw that stirs the drink all season long. What? Every time they try to force it, we come up short. Uh, so Wait, so you're saying they should be playing Diego instead of Jimmy Chara? Diego Valeri at right. that number 10 spot. Uh, I, don't, I don't agree with that. Didn't we say earlier in this episode that when Jimmy was playing number 10 last night, we weren't really pulling anything together? No. Did was we that say not that? said? No. I thought that's what somebody said. <laughs> anyway, I said Bizarre. in the last episode that our attack looked anemic. Mushrooms? I said in the last episode our attack looked anemic with Jimmy in that spot. So oh, feel and, free to uh, disagree with me. That's what I think. I, well, oftentimes, he's the, the guy that's breathing life into our attack he's the guy that does a surprise gets around a guy to the to the back line and then cuts it across to somebody who scores when he's on when he's on the wing but not when he's number 10 okay so here's where i go i don't know what that means (laughs) (laughs) i just like to drink and shout at people so the center attacking mid Jim, Jimmy's more on. effective on the wing than he is as a central midfielder. Okay. Yes. That's the point I'm making. As a central midfielder, Jimmy does not have the control, vision, or creativity that Valeri or Seba do. And that's okay. why when, when either of them are not on the field, we have a really difficult time creating chances. I feel my soccer IQ increasing. Thank you. <laughs> Me feel so much smarter. <laughs> I I think I agree with you. He is better on the wing than he is as, as what would you call that guy? Number 10. Yeah. Number 10. Um, yeah, that explains a lot. Uh, Greg, you just ruined his youngest son's like soccer career because Randy's going to go to the next game and try to give like tips on where players should play. <laughs> <laughs> just come over, we'll play FIFA, and you'll know how it all works. Yeah, he's gonna be like, no, he's, you should put him in the number ten spot. And they're like, Randy, do you remember where they were? He's like, yeah, the center back, right? <laughs> you gotta. We're gonna run Nate's false nine. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I still, yeah. I still can't like when they oh they're playing in a whatever I'm like uh really I can't, I can't watch a game and and uh, tell what formation a team is playing in except for sometimes I can go oh they have three in the back yeah what what format are we playing in right now Randy do you know nope there's no game right now so I don't know in general our uh, formation well 
all I can say is, doesn't he usually do like a four, three, two, one? The Christmas tree. Uh, four, two, uh, three, one, but close. He has done a Christmas tree in the past, but it's been a while since he's pulled it out. We have like two defensive holding midfielders in Foshive, Paredes, and Diego Chara, and then the rest is just attack. Man, uh, Paredes almost had a goal a couple times, too. Feel, I felt a little so- bad for that kid. Yeah. It's like he got Paredes, he flashes of uh, brilliance, but he can't execute a pass. Those uh, f- We had a couple of pinball moments in that match where the ball was just bouncing off of guys in front of the, in front of the keeper and, or off posts and guys clearing it off the line. That was fun to watch. My problem with Paredes is he'll he'll rush up, he'll get a late run at the top of the box and get a great goal. And then somehow that translates into that. his head, I need to shoot more, which means he's not tracking back on defense as much. What is, at, yeah. what is this anyway. thing called? The, what are you talking about? What is this called? Defense? Defense. It wins <laughs> championships. It's a championship winner, apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think I think let's... he just I think he spazzes out because he he doesn't get a lot of playing time and he tries to do too much and he's just a little bit spazzy because turnover. Like, oh my God, I'm on the team. I'm I'm playing. I gotta I gotta do everything. Turnover well, king. Yeah. Well, let's. Uh, I have to head out of here. Like honestly, very quick. So why don't we head into who's been my uh, player of the year all year and uh, Timber's <laughs> career? Um, really, just like to see him all over the place, uh, doing well. Greg, why, why don't you talk about this? Let's talk about Dirana Spria. Build the fucking statue already. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I like it. I like it. How many uh, Dirana Spria shirts do you own? <laughs> Exactly zero. Yeah. Man. That uh, guy. I'm really bummed I was not there to see it, guys. I was uh, afraid I, I was afraid the that we were starting to see the inverse Dyron where he had a really bad October um cuz he hadn't done a lot, but man, he is in it to win it. Guess who was going to the bathroom during that moment? Oh <laughs> Are you me? Dude. Nope. Oh, Jesus Christ. Are and, you serious? Yeah, 100% uh, serious. Uh, they don't have TVs and, in the key bank bathrooms, do they? No, they don't. And I was like, uh, oh, I'm just going to wait to go. There was a line. And I was like, oh, I'm like, oh, fuck it. I'll go now. And I go in. And you, when you're in the bathroom, you can always hear the... Uh, the start of a potential goal. And then I knew I had missed something brilliant because when I come running out, there are people like doing like cartwheel style high fives everywhere, just, you know, super crazy. And I cannot believe that I missed it. Jesus, man. I, I, I don't know if I feel worse, so, more sorry for you because you were there and missed it or for Greg who decided not to go and he missed it. Um, uh, so you have to tell us, Randy, what was it right. like in the moment? So you, you see that pass from Moreno and you see Dyron rushing, you know, the bone rushing it. And then the keeper kind of bobbles it and you're like, 
I thought maybe he was gonna. I thought maybe Dyron was gonna get called for a foul or whatever. And then like he he just he manages to get away from the ball, get away with the ball, you know, like five feet or however much it was. And then you see him set up to do that bicycle kick, and you're like, no way! It's like you know, it's just like that's 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 silly. <laughs> you know, like why are you, he's outside of the box? You know, why are you gonna try that? And then he goes for it, and then everyone just kind of like. I, we were in lower 205 and everyone just kind of inhaled their breath because all of a sudden you're like, you know, it looked like it was going to go on target. And then all of a sudden you're like, oh, my God, is that going to actually go in? And then it goes in and it was just like, I, I mean, it was glorious. I mean, just the 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 pot, the the energy and everybody. I mean, it was. I can't, I can't even describe it, and I'm actually going to be a nerd, total nerd here. I'm like getting goosebumps thinking about it again. It was such a beautiful thing to to witness because he goes for those all the time, and you're like, ah, you know, you're yeah, like, you're like, yeah. stop freaking right. doing bicycle kicks, and why don't you focus on you know a header or uh, just chesting it down and trying for something different? But yeah, uh, that um. I mean, it's it's a low percentage thing, but man, I th- I I, I want to believe that he knew the keeper was out, and he had a and he, in his head he's thinking, man, if I could just quickly turn around and and, and lob this over his head, I bet I can make this. And uh, Jesus, man, that thing was beautiful, and his and it, it it you could it totally affected his him mentally too. You could just see it in the way that he ran up and he did this in the way that he was looking at the crowd. And, um, he did this kind of like theater, like he climbed up on the log, of course. Um, and then you're like, Oh dude, you don't, don't fall. <laughs> you know, don't fall. Your <laughs> do, do not fall. <laughs> don't break your ankle trying to celebrate your goal. But, uh, and then he did this like very theatrical, um, sort of, uh, I don't know what you call it. Curtain call bow after the, after the, you know, like a few minutes after the goal, it was, it was just, uh, you could tell it meant so much to him. And I'm, I'm actually incredibly surprised that he just didn't retire today. (laughs) (laughs) So prior to my bathroom experience, uh, he was looking pretty good. Second, second band. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And then, uh, uh, after returning from my bathroom experience, he looked like um like he was he was after it. He like it was like what in the 80th minute or whatnot, and he was still running full speed, chasing every ball, uh, you know, his little flicks and tricks, and it was just like, such a confidence booster to score a goal like that. And uh it just so hopefully he can ride that momentum uh into the, the rest of the end of the regular season and then into the playoffs. So Matt Doyle tweeted a screenshot of Dyron's boot making contact with the ball on that bike and captioned petition to make this the new MLS logo. Oh, <laughs> yeah. uh, it was covered by Fox soccer, which doesn't just cover MLS. It covers soccer all over the globe. It was covered by Sportsnet. Skynet, uh, sports guy, what is it? Made Skynet. NBC, <laughs> Skynet. NBC Sports, The it's Guardian. It's a cool kick. Yeah, like yeah, all that the... was that was a bike herd around the world, like legit. Yeah. Um, 
Did you guys see that uh, MLS have put that video together, Greatest Bicycle Kicks in MLS? No. Oh, it's actually there's there, you know, it's so it's since the 90s to there's quite a few of them. I had no idea there were that many bicycle kick goals. And oddly enough, they they show them all out of order. They show Dyron's first and then they show like a ton of other ones. And then um, but then a bunch of them are out of order. Uh, do you know who else scored a, uh, according to MLS, one of the greatest bicycle kicks in MLS history? Uh, is David it Beckham. who I was going to ask you about? No, Chicharito. It is um, Gio Savarese. Oh, sick. I was about to ask you, do you know who scored the very first bicycle kick in MLS? Oh, was it Gio? It was Gio. Ah, yeah. With uh, the Metro Stars. Oh, see, I don't know why they didn't show them in order first to last or... Last it first would've... and then in order. That, that should have its tiny. own special like designation on the score sheet instead of like goal. It should be like BG, like bicycle goal. So you could go back and find all of them. That's just it's you, that cool. Do you see that tweet I showed you guys? The the um, locker room stats they had <laughs> in there that said you know, like shots yeah. on goal, possession time, bicycle kicks. That, yep, that's <laughs> that's pretty funny. Hats off to whoever. Whoever it was making those uh, in-stadium graphics and was like, you know what would be cool is if I put this. I mean, you know, those guys were. Uh, yeah. It was. It was. It was great seeing everybody come over and, and uh, congratulate him. You could tell everyone was super super happy for him. And probably in the back of their heads, they're also thinking, "Great, now maybe we don't have to watch him attempt these every game." <laughs> he's still now. He's going to do more. Yeah, all physical kicks all the time. <laughs> No, Dyron's yeah. like, I'm done with the bike. Now I'm going for a scorpion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, gentlemen, I think we have to say uh, that PVSP officially endorses Dyron when it comes to uh, the vote for the 107 Supporters Player of the Year. I voted earlier today, and uh, and I think that bicycle kick should win MLS Goal of the Year. Is that – did they really vote? Is that op- they open voting already for that? I didn't know that. Goal of the week, not goal of the year. Oh, you're talking no, about player? One, I'm talking about player? 107. Is, yeah, Supporters it's, it, player of the year. That's they, They've they opened voting for that? Yeah, that's open. Oh, I yep. didn't know that. I must not have paid attention to the last email I got from those guys. I, I voted for Saba. What? Yeah. Huh. Okay. Man, that was... Um, that, <laughs> that was... Uh, his little... He he almost had a good goal too. That he where he just made fools of everybody. He kept like stopping, like he was going to take a shot, and then a guy would go down. And he would keep going. You know, Greg, you didn't see that probably because you weren't there. You you saw that though, Jonathan, right? Yeah, he's. I mean, again, so Greg, you voting for Blanco probably makes sense in the grand scheme of you shouldn't vote for someone after one amazing thing, and for that run that we had that was super piss poor. And then Blanco comes back and just immediately changes the, the dynamics of the entire team. So in terms of the actual player of the year, yeah, it probably should be Sebastian Blanco, but this podcast endorses, endorses greatness uh, in individual moments for player of the year. So player of the, the second is uh Dyron Esprit. And that's who I voted for. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't base that on purely this, uh, purely this bicycle kick. I, I mean, he's had a, an outstanding year all year long. Yeah, no, I know, I know. But I mean, just like he didn't change the team, Blanco changed the team. 
That was uh, Dyron's 10th goal on the season. Shiza. Who's our leader? Ooh. Mora? It has to be Mora. Yeah. But 10, 10 goals is good for any player in this league. It's good for any player in any league. Yeah. Um, but, but hey, guys, I apologize. I legit got to get the fuck out of here. Uh, we are going to the Dove Lewis donor event this evening, and they're going to give me free booze. Brianna's standing in the corner of the room giving him the stink eye. Yeah, not quite yet, but I'm probably not far away from that moment. Email us at portlandvanity at gmail.com. Leave us a voicemail, 503-583-4235. Facebook, Twitter, and Jonathan's mom. That's where we're at. Oh, uh, and close your song. Josh picked uh, Bicycle by Queen. I wonder why he would pick that. Did he pick Hi. that? Was this somebody else's idea? I it, was it was Josh. It was Josh. Yeah. Wow. Good Good job. Kudos, Josh. That didn't know there was even a game. Yeah. 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 All right, guys. Well, I'm going to hit the stop button and. Hey, guys. We just finished recording earlier tonight. Do you know what tonight is? It's the final of CONCACAF Champions League. You guys remember that? Good times. We forgot to do predictions. We're going to draw against RSL and we're going to beat Austin, so. It's only two games. We're going to get four points out of that. There you have it. Okay, this is Jonathan. I'm calling in from a very exclusive private event. You're going to do butt stuff with beers. Butt chug. Okay, so I am predicting that we uh, beat Rail Salt Lake 3-1, to one, and I predict we're beating Austin 5-1. to one. Suck my ball. Love you, motherfuckers. Hey, this is Greg from the Portland Vanity Soccer Podcast. The Timbers just lost 2-0 to Colorado, and I'd like to amend my prediction about how we're going to finish out this slate of games at the end of the season. I previously predicted we would finish with 10 points. Now I predict we will finish with just one, coming from a nil-nil draw to Austin on the very last day of the season. Thanks. Randy sucks. Hi, this is Josh from Los Angeles Vanity Soccer Podcast, and I'd like to leave my predictions for November 2nd and November 7th, LAFC versus Vancouver and Colorado versus LAFC. First match, November 2nd, LAFC will beat Vancouver 13-0. Second match, November 7th, Colorado will lose to LAFC. 3-2. And then on to, I guess, the next one, which is Portland. Um, to, uh, we're going to beat Salt Lake 1-0. Austin, we're tying 0-0. Sucks. All sucks. Just like Randy. That is it. Bicycle. Say Roy, say God, give me a choice. Say Lord, I say Christ, I don't believe.
Greg and Goose Hollow, vaccinated, caffeinated, freshly masturbated. Let's do this. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. <laughs> Come on. I'll cut that out. <laughs> um, all right, so I'm just trying to think of, we need to figure out a way to segue this. Um I'll go back to when Jonathan said the how to kill a. Uh, whoa! <laughs> There's your segue. Um, uh, no, let's. Um, we can keep. So, how do you kill a fan base in three years? <laughs> you name your you name wow. your kid Merritt Merritt Paulson and let him hire his goon fucking friends. Hey guys, it's Josh. Um, sorry, I wasn't able to be on the pod today. I was too busy trying to keep my dad alive um, for predictions because Randy needs them. RSL away. Portland's going to win 13-0. Austin at home, 0-0. That is it. Sucks, just like Randy. 